All right, so the main man. Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize Ross. You, where is my glove? You owe me the glove for getting the call right this weekend. You're right, man. You're right, man. I will hand deliver that to you on Wednesday. Very impressive, uh, Israel Adesanya this weekend. Uh, his best fight in UFC, uh, his tenure there, I would say, by a long shot. Uh, I was extraordinarily disappointed with Paolo Costa in this one. Possibly the worst game plan ever in a UFC title fight. No? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be getting into that anyway. But first of all, Russell, uh, I made sure to wear the t-shirt you got me for my birthday. So thanks a mil. Uh, if you are new to the show, guys, make sure to like and subscribe and comment below because we have a great show. We're going to be going over this weekend's uh, UFC 253. Uh, we're obviously going to be talking about Conor McGregor versus Dana White. And then we have a very special guest at the end of the show. Kiefer Crosby is back in the show. Everyone loved him on last time. So he's back. Ross, UFC 253. Let's get into it, man. Yeah, Israel Adesanya put on an absolute striking clinic against Paolo Costa. Uh, the leg kicks for a start. Have you ever seen someone's br- uh, leg bruised that quickly? No. Like within the round, he had like welts all over his legs. And also, Paolo Costa is a bit more of a, a sallow skin tone. And I think like it takes longer for those bruises to develop in someone with a sallower skin tone. It was an incredible performance. The finish was almost a bit strange looking because he sort of half hit him with a punch behind the ear and then mounted him and just smashed him. It was yeah. a great thing. I think Pedro Costa landed three kicks in the entire fight. Now, they looked like they were heavy enough kicks, but no punches thrown, really. What, what do you think was wrong with Pedro Costa going into this? Because you thought that he was going to win. Like, as the week went on, I was sort of like, I think Costa might actually win. He seems to be another side in his head, but then it was just the total opposite on game day. Yeah, he didn't seem to do what brought him to the dance and sort of walk his opponents down. Uh, he just seemed to be more mocking Adesanya yeah. than anything, and it did not work for him. It was a very strange and terrible game plan. It really was. And Adesanya yeah. was like perfect. Adesanya had the perfect game plan. He was like, I'm not going to get into this absolute fight in the phone booth with you when yeah. you're letting me like smash her from afar yeah and like when he when he lands that left head kick I think it, lo- it almost looked like Costa was like oh shit I don't know what to do here it was oh it was just a proper world champ against almost someone who is just new to the game it just they were doing in two different leagues yeah you know what it made me tell whether Costa would be the top five opponent next. That's that's how sort of unimpressed I was by him. Do you think? Do you think? You see, you can't really blame blame the crowd because there's no crowd there. Like, what do you think overall? Do you think it was just uh, the persona of Adesanya? Do you think it was sort of like a McGregor effect sort of thing? Like, there he was almost an album. You know, what? it was almost reminiscent of Eddie Alvarez fighting McGregor. Yeah, he told me told me he was going to beat him so badly all the time. And then when it came to fight night, he was just outclassed. That's the thing. We weren't like we were almost expecting like a fight of the year kind of day here. I know we said that last time with Romero when he took on Adesanya, but this time it was real like this is going to be uh, backs against the wall, like slugfest. Mm. I thought it would be like a like a back and forth Costa to take the first two rounds, Adesanya to come back and take the last three, but it didn't go that way at all. No, it didn't. Adesanya won nearly every second of the fight, and. Look, probably the best middleweight champion since Anderson Silva. 
Is that what you honestly believe now? Yeah, because you're obviously missing Michael Bisping. Well, who was there? Bisping, Boyman, Rockhold, George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I don't know if you, I don't even know if I count George St. Pierre. I feel like George St. Pierre just like ended Bisping's reign. He wasn't yeah. actually a middleweight champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, I don't even know if George St. Pierre even held that middleweight belt for more than a week, really, before saying he was getting rid of it. Did, no, did he not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't he get rid of it very fast? Yeah. He was like, yeah. nah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, Robert Whitaker as well. And obviously, he beat Robert Whitaker quite handily. So, uh, that, uh, that I would say is his like, next best performance, the Robert Whitaker fight. Yeah, so where, where does Adesanya go from here? Like, the, the, it seems like the fight that people want is versus John Jones. That's what I said. Uh, we asked, uh, we did a little question box on who should Adesanya fight next. I answered it myself saying John Jones. <laughs> uh, that's the fight I want to see. After seeing him do that to Costa, I know he said he's, he wants to fight Jared Cannonier next. And you sort of have to respect Adesanya wants to like fight all the top dogs. Yeah. He wants to like clean out that middleweight division. And I have massive respect for that. But I'm ready to see him versus John Jones. Um, John Jones has nothing to do at the moment. Um, it looks like they're going to go the Miocic and Ganu route. You could do Jones over him or something that heavyweight, but like I'd be very much ready for a five round light heavyweight contest between John Jones and Adesanya. Yeah, because the thing is, Cannoneer is after being confirmed to take on Whitaker at UC two fifty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so he's gonna have to win that fight anyway. And Adesanya is fresh. Yeah, very fresh. Yeah, but like you, you know, obviously we're gonna get into it in a bit. Dane is having the problems with Connor, and that like that. That fight sells tickets mm. for the arena. So like if they were to do that over in like New Zealand or Australia, that was maybe, uh, obviously Vegas. Maybe Izzy calls out Kazmat and tries to get Kazmat before he gets really going. Oh my god. See that's the thing. Like obviously the Alessandra versus Jones fight would be unreal. Like so mm. something to look forward to a lot. And uh, because I think it's obvious to everyone now that Alessandra is in that He's in that ballpark with John Jones based on skill and everything. He had. That was his 100, 100 fight in MMA as well. Just, or like 100 win, was it? Well, in combat sports. Combat sports, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, Adesanya is the real deal, man. And uh, Who do you think could beat him in that, in that middleweight division that you'd always also want to see? To be honest, I still think... You're probably looking at Yo Romero is probably still the best bet to actually beat him. If he, like no one's clamoring to see that fight, but in terms of you know, it's going to be very hard to put away, and he might be able to land a knockout blow on Adesanya. Canier, I just don't see it. I don't see the the level of sl- slickness being there. And then Hermanson, I suppose, is the other person who hasn't bought, beaten or till. I just don't see the level of skill there to get that job done. Till probably needs a win before he gets the fight. But also, what about any chance of Rumble Johnson like uh, cutting down to 185? He's never fought a middleweight before. One time he was scheduled to fight there, he missed weight against Belfort and lost. So I just don't see him getting down to 185. Not this stage of his career. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see because like, shit's going to happen. That's the good thing about MMA. Like These fights do get made. Um, Ross, Jan Blakovic, we both, I think everyone wrote him off. And everyone thought Dominic Reyes would get to win, but like Polish power is uh, triumphant. What a story, man! 
Yeah, 37 years of age. Came over to the UFC as KSW middleweight champion. Uh, had a bit of a rough ride. Uh, I think he went one and three in his first four UFC fights. But then moved up to light heavyweight. And he just started steamrolling people. Uh, obviously, he beat Jack Ray Souza, uh, Luke Rockhold, Corey Anderson. And then beat Dominic Reyes better than anyone. Well, Dominic Reyes only lost to John Jones. And that was controversial. And he knocked him out in the second round. Dominic Reyes didn't look like he had much of an answer for the Polish power, to be honest. He started sort of almost knocking him down at will, and we have a new 205-pound champion. Yeah, he did make a he did make a, a like a terrible call out after saying he wants John Jones to fight him. He's like John John just left; he's not going to come back. Like who do, who do you want to see Blackfish take on next? Well, if, if John Jones doesn't get a fight at heavyweight, he might come back for Jan because he might be like. He might look at Jan as an easier fight. You never know. Uh, but if he's not available, I think it's going to be the winner of Thiago Santos and Glover Teixeira is going to fight Jan Blackwich next for the light heavyweight belt. That'll be all right. Um, Especially if it's Thiago Santos as well. Is there anyone else in that car that, like, that impressed you before we move on, Ross? Not really, to be honest. Uh, but maybe Brandon Royville might get that UFC flightweight title shot. He looked very good um, against Koi Cara France. He did look very good. Uh, well, this weekend, it's like a, it's, it's a woman fest in the UFC. Holly Holmes headlined the card against Irene Aldana. Also, Jermaine Duranmi is on the card against Juliana Pena. Um, what are you expecting this weekend from both fighters? Both fights, sorry, Ross. Uh, well, I actually think UFC should have made grudge match Holly Holmes versus Jermaine Duranmi, and that should be the main event. And yep. I would have had an interest in the card. Um, to be honest, I don't really have much of the interest in the card. Uh, I think Holly Holm is going to have too much for Aldana on the feet, and I think she's going to win a, a decision. Yeah, so in an ideal world, Holly Holm will win and Jermaine around will win and take on each other. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Ross, like, obviously, things are after exploding since the last show. Like Conor McGregor announced he wants to box uh, Manny Pacquiao. Uh, he's also after announcing as well that he, he's after inviting Dustin Poirier over to Dublin to fight in the Tree Arena. On December the twelfth, we actually talk about this uh, with Kiefer in our interview later on. So if you if you want to stick all the way through, make sure to check that out. But Rossick, Conor McGregor then released uh, DMs between himself and Dana, saying everything that happened in the background. Like, where do we start with this man? You know, I mean, like, like where do you want to start? Do you want to start off with the pack? Man, it's, no, no. Let's start off in the DMs, oh. man. It's all going down in the DMs. All man. down the DMs, man. So Conor McGregor uh, DM Dana White saying what's going on I'm looking for a fight what have you got in May Dana White said there's only small shows in May he was like can we do LA and Dana was like we don't have anything I have just engaged you for you in July if you want and he, or when he said Super Bowl weekend he's like when's that July he's like too far away he's like we need to do the old switcheroo yeah. pull, pull, pull a card out and put me in there or change the venue and put me on top of a a fight in my card. And then he also said he'd fight uh, Diego Sanchez in Dublin in, was it August or November? It was later on in the year. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was trying to do his sort of season and then he would then fight back for the title early 2021. I was sort of down for it. Uh, the Diego Sanchez uh, fight was so random. Uh, he'd thrown in there. Especially seeing Diego Sanchez lose uh, this weekend. Yeah. He looked in terrible shape. Yeah. Did you see him trying to do the Masvidal? 
Yeah, it, it, the thing is, like, it, slagging off the sort of De- Diego Sanchez fight in hindsight, you know, I mean, it's a terrible, like, it's a terrible matchup. But, like, yeah. before that, you'd be like, you know, I'd be up for Diego Sanchez McGregor in the three arena, you know? Well, it's more, I think he was, when McGregor was on the rise, like, Diego Sanchez was always a name he might have fought. I think, I think he almost feels he owes Diego Sanchez a fight. Um, but look, I can't believe UFC had Conor McGregor been like, let's fight in May, and they turned it down. Oh, no. I can't believe they didn't go, you know what? Let's have you fight in May. I know, man. Like, he, he moves the needle. Like, no one else moves the needle. Like, no one else. Like, the build-up. Like, even when we put the videos out with Conor in them, they, they, they do way better. And, like, we're more into it rather than talking about this fight weekend, uh, home against Aldana, where no one really, no one's clicking on the video for that. They should have just done the gate, him versus Gaethje in May. But like, the, like why the, not? But the Khabib Gaethje fight, it, like, that but was, at, that, at that stage, it was supposed to be Khabib versus Tony and Connor versus Justin. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. They just should have gotten in with someone, you know. Like he finished Cowboy so fast that you didn't even get your full fix, you know. He didn't even get into round two. Absolutely, but I also think that why didn't they just keep him while he was fresh? You know what I mean? I know, put him straight into another training camp. But yeah, like, but like the thing is, I'm not already bothered going into massive detail of whether or not Connor should have screen sent screenshots out. Like, it, like people were referencing guy code. You don't do that. Like, obviously, but like. Dana was saying Connor was saying certain things, and Connor was like, "I never said that shit." This is what actually happened. So, yeah, but if Dana just told the truth, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, like it's like you're saying all these about me saying like I'm turned down fights, but I asked you for fights. Yeah, and you know like, what I mean? Yeah, and like half of Connor's business is that he says he tells the truth. So like mm. he's pulling out fights, that's lowering his stock. But, Which uh, is a weird thing that Dana White does all the time to his fighters that I don't really get. Yeah, it's because he's the power. He's the he's the president of the UFC, literally. But, so, uh, so tell me this, Baz. Is this exhibition bout happening? Him versus Poirier in the three arena, or the point as he called it? The point. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think it happens? Something's gonna have to give, Ross. Like Connor is wants to do something. He, he I think this is a massive loophole in his contract to say exhibition. I like the way, even the way he put it out. He wants to put half, give half a minute to charity, pay for a poor to come over, pay for charities. Like Masvidal was saying, I'd love to put money towards it. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, especially if they're all doing it for charity. Yeah. Whereas, like, you're just sitting out and doing nothing. That's useless. Like, at times like these, like, like remember when we just went into the coronavirus, we just went into the lockdown, like, we did, like, 40 sh- like, interviews in, every, in a row every day. Like, it, you need to be keeping busy in times like this. You know what I mean? Like, like shout out to one of the lads we train with. Like he, he's a pilot. And he's been he's been stuck in the ground for the last month, and he's he only knows he's doing one shift next week. Like some people right now, don't aren't working at all. And like I know when I wasn't working, I, I like I lost the head. Yeah, so as like, you would like. You know what I mean? It's yeah, tough man. times. Tough times. Yeah. Like give the as as Connor says, give the fans what they want. They want a McGregor show. Exactly, and then like. You know how it feels like we do the show. We don't get paid to do the show. We do it for a crack. We like Keith. We had to pay Keith for two grand to come on the show. But I mean, like Theo doesn't need nappies for the next year, so it's grand. But I mean, like, <laughs> but I mean, like, you have to keep 
active, whether it be physically or mentally, you need to be doing something. You need to be looking forward to something. And like, how much content are we going to be able to build around a Conor McGregor exhibition fight in our own backyard? Uh, fingers crossed we'll be able to go to it, you know? Yeah, well, that's the plan. And I was saying to you during the week when Conor was linked to fight against Pacquiao, that I'm not that interested in seeing Conor box again. I'd much rather see him compete in MMA because that's the greatest version of Conor McGregor you will get in the octagon. Like, will the boxing be a spe- an absolute spectacle? Yeah, of course will. Will I watch it? Of course I'll watch it. And as it comes, draws close to it, you know, the McGregor vortex sucks you in and, you know, you become, you know, you're chomping at the bit for the next bit of content from him. Yeah. But what I want to see is, can he get back in the octagon and get that belt back off Khabib? That's what I want to see. I know. Unfortunately, Khabib's taken on Gaethje. I think it's this time next month. I think it's like four weeks away. So uh, if you are looking forward to that, make sure to like and subscribe because we will be putting out videos about that as well. But uh, Ross, obviously Connor, he's rolled the wave of Irish MMA. He's absolutely smashed it. Um, he's brought enjoyment to millions and millions and millions of people and he's influenced the nation. The amount of MMA fighters these days uh, in Ireland when people train in it is unbelievable. And even the stuff that Owen Roddy does with uh, SPG Charlestown, he does the free classes for the women for self-defense. You know I mean, it's just, it's changed the identity of Irish MMA in general and culture. But um, there is a new wave of Irish MMA fighters coming through and no more so than Ian Gary and Paul Hughes, who we had on the show last week. And they both came off some unbelievable performances. Ian on the Friday, Paul on the Saturday. Um, we may as well start off with Ian first because he, uh, he was first. What did you make of Ian Gary's performance over the weekend? And uh, were you shocked? In Cage Warriors. You know what? It's weird to say uh, I am shocked because I was shocked at how unbelievable his performance was. I couldn't believe the levels he has grown since the last time I've seen him what's in he, terms of his... What's he doing differently? Just his in-ring in capabilities, his boxing, his head movement. Like, he was so flowy in there. Even when it got to the ground, you know, I mean, there was no panic. You know, he, he was blocking off submissions left, right and centre. I was overwhelmed by how good he was. And I was actually quite proud of him. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I was. I oh, you are. You are. He, he was... He, he just represented himself so well. And it was a performance to be remembered. Yeah. I'm on the same boat as you, man. I think it's because, like... When, what was his record when he came to your house when we did the first podcast with him? One was he one or two now? Yeah, he was very, very early. We, we probably were one of the first podcasts he ever did, like actually being there with people rather than just over the phone or a Skype interview. So like following him ever since has been like, it's been cool because you, you build bonds with these people mm. you do interviews with. You're just like, you want to How many times have you been on the show? Four, four times? Five times? I think probably around six now. Like. Yeah. He's the record holder anyway. Yeah, he's definitely, he's, he's a couple ahead of Al Thorne. But uh, yeah, like what a performance. Like such a mature... Mm-hmm. clinical job um, and then like it, everything blew up like Ariel Hawani was shouting him out everyone like it, he, he like talking, looking back at it after it's like who's the biggest rising star in Irish MMA and it's just Ian Gary I know Paul Hughes is, is basically there as well but the, but the way Ian is just so different as in like it just even the, the looks as well uh, like even with the purple shorts and blonde hair like he's also a middle 
Sorry, he's um, also welter- welterweight. Like a lot man, of- a bit harsh on Paul Hughes now that he has blonde hair too. No, oh, did he do it, sir? Yeah, he do it, sir. Oh, did he? No, but I just—I yeah. mean, more like there's a lot of Irish MMA fighters that are all fighting around the lightweight divisions and the featherweights, and the, the, none of them are really kicking on to a different level and like making people stand up and watch. Mm-hmm. I do, that- I do think being from Dublin helps him as well. Yeah, yeah, well, and you know, like maybe I'm being more biased because we've actually like sat down him numerous times. So, like, I probably am being biased, but it's just the way he went in there and put on such a a masterclass performance. It was, uh, I can't wait to see the next one. But the thing is, Barry, one doesn't have to be better than the other, or one doesn't have to be a bigger talent than the other, or, you know, a bigger star than the other. They can both be equally big stars in their own right. And yeah. I think they both will be equally big stars oh, in definitely. their own right. Well, then we may as well get the poll then, Matt. I actually thought Paul's performance was so mature. Um, it was almost like a veteran's performance. Yeah. He really wore down his opponent. Uh, unbelievable clinch work. And then when it came time for the finish, and like he says, he's that 1% better than his opponent. He started going to the body. And you can see once he went to the body, like his opponent started to like seriously start dropping off levels. And then Paul eventually took him down, uh, took his back and got the choke. It was next to a flawless performance. Like There was yeah. at no stage where I ever thought Paul was in any danger whatsoever. And he outgrappled the person who was supposed to be the superior grappler. Oh, man, Paul was so good. Like, you know, I mean, Paul was so, so good. And, uh, and he was harsh himself after. He said he wasn't really happy with it. And, uh, like, I was just like, man, like, if you think you can do better than that, like, I mean, there's a, you're going to go a long, long way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a couple of shout-outs as well. Leon, who, who actually lost, he's on Team KF. He jumped in on three days now, so he lost. But, I mean, having the balls and the grit to go in and mm. put on a performance, shout-out to him. And then also... Um, John Mitchell, that was John a good Mitchell. performance as well. John Mitchell as well, like, uh, like, but uh, shout out to Graham Bonham for what he did with Cage Warriors and like the production they put on was just uh, it was very, very good, very captivating. You're very, very interested in the fighters, even if you don't know them. Like, obviously, they've announced they're going to do another trilogy later on in the year. Do you know what month? November. November, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, I think Ian and Paul could be back on that again. But also make sure to have them both back on the show. But uh, the main event on the final night, Ross. With Mason Jones, yeah, become the champ, champ, and getting that win, that was oh, just yes, Adam, that was, Adam Proctor. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Adam Proctor's name, but like that was just the icing on the cake of a brilliant three days, wasn't it? Yeah, he matched Conor McGregor's Cage Warriors champ, champ status. Uh, he's nine and zero. He's undefeated. Um, you know, what? I actually he's ten now. Now, yeah, it was a brilliant performance. I actually expected Adam Proctor to win that fight. Uh, he was definitely the larger of the two. He sort of has Jones at the end of his job at certain stages in the fight, but Jones just found a way to get on the inside. And you know what he reminded me? He's like the Welsh Justin Gaethje. That's, that's <laughs> the way I describe him. It was almost, he fought with, you know, I, I was going to say reckless abandonment, but it wasn't reckless. It was sort of a masterful craziness. Yeah. I think he knew that people thought he was going to lose, so he's like, "I'm going to just go out and with my sh- go out with my shield." Yeah, and then instead he ended up winning, champ, champ. Yeah, and he he got many knockdowns in that fight as well. It was very very impressive. Do you think um, he's ready for the UFC? I or think he, for, I really really think he is. Or should he go for the other belt as well? <laughs> well, up to up to middleweight. Yeah, go on. Why not? Like, 
Look, Mason Jones, he looks like a killer, and I'm excited to see what he does in the UFC. I, I think he can compete with the very best. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Shout out to Cage Warriors. That was uh, they put in a really really good production. Uh, there was obviously Bellator that was on Friday, uh, Saturday night. Uh, Fabian Evers lost. Shared Will Fury won. Um, like I, I know shared Liam Liam McCourt, uh, making her professional TV punditry debut. Yeah, shout out to Liam McCourt as well. But here I'm going to say something here, and like I don't know if it's going to be controversial. It's not. It's not really meant to be. But it's just more of a an observation. The production obviously UFC are the best. Right, like they, they mm. have cameramen everywhere ready to go. Like even when you come up to the mat, when you're just getting the the cream put on your face, they have a camera there. You're ready, boom. Bellator seem to be a few steps behind even Cage Warriors now. Like obviously Cage Warriors are the feeder to the UFC, so therefore everything that they do, they're going to copy down. The yeah. production Cage Warriors put in was brilliant. Like it was, it was real. Like, whoa, this is this is definitely ground level. Whereas like when Bellator were on. The cameramen seemed to not really know what was going on. They were like zooming in the back of like mm. people's heads. They were in the, it was just like like the production was not as clean. And until they, they upgrade stuff, it's never really going to be seen on the same level as UFC. I think a massive problem to do as well is not have rankings systems. Like, I mean, it, people in Ireland love all the Irish fighters, but they don't know who they're fighting, whether it be... They, there's no like... Oh, he's ranked number seven. He's fighting number five, or he's he's not ranked. He's fighting someone who's not ranked. It's just there's no way of following people's yeah. careers. Like, are people going up or are they going down? Because you don't. Yeah, know. but I also feel like Bellator and then Bellator Europe are almost two different organizations as well. Yeah, uh, I feel like they need to almost amalgamate them as the one for the US fans to see the European fighters and the European uh, fans to see the North American fighters. And I do agree with you. A ranking system, I think, is is brilliant. Maybe start off with a top 10. That's what the UFC do, done as well. Most people don't actually know that. UFC only had a top 10 originally and then expanded to top 15. I think Bellator should do the same, uh, especially with the way they do the tournaments. You know, I think the tournaments is cool. And I almost think if they seeded the tournaments, that would be better as well. Yeah. If they said, this guy's the number one seed in the tournament, this guy's the number two seed in the tournament. I'd like that better. I think it will give... Somebody doesn't know what they're looking at, an idea of what's going on. And when, you know, you get those um, upsets, like when Brett Primus does beat a Michael Chandler, you're going to go, fucking hell, that was insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, uh, there'll be more of a genuine reaction than, oh, there's a new champ. Who's that guy? Yeah. It's, it's lasting, lacking that bit of stardust. Like, I mean, like, let's call it a spade a spade here. I know. Kiefer, he's obviously on the show. He's on later for people who don't even want to listen to this. But um, he has that one thing that Bellator are looking for, like as James does as well. Mm-hmm. And they're crossed, they've already crossed him over into the American market as well. Whereas like some of the Irish lads are just solely on the Irish card. Like, yeah. if you, like those, those guys, like uh, as we talked about with Kiefer, like how he's been, like he's so scientific with his food. Like these guys, like the, the other lads, they're all fighting on the undercards. A ranking system would would help them, so people could see. Oh, they're gone from fifteen to to eleven to eight to six. You know, I mean, it'd be easier mm-hmm. for their careers. Uh, I think it's just something that it would definitely help because, like, obviously doing the MMA shows, we know what can help things, and like giving them even a European ranking system that would yeah. be a huge. That would be huge as well. But uh, Ross, Bellator is on this week. Uh, before we go into the key for interview, you know, just go over what's going on uh, this Thursday. Bellator is on. Uh, Paul Daly is fighting. He's taking, Anderson. He's taking on Anderson. Uh, Ross, what are you expecting from this fight? 
before we go into the other fight. Hopefully, uh, we get a bit of fireworks between Anderson and Daly. You know, um, I actually haven't seen Derek Anderson fight too often, but we all know Paul Daly. Don't call him Semtex for nothing. Hopefully, we get a bit of explosion out of him. And hopefully, we get to see, you know, a fight of the year candidate that we know Paul Daly's capable of. Yeah. And then uh, also shout out to Brian Moore. He's fighting in this card as well. He's have to get moved up to the main card as well. But uh, there's someone you should definitely go for. Uh, Norbert Novini Jr. He actually follows us, Ross, if you didn't know. But he's the guy who beat Will Fleury in the tree arena. He's a... Uh, yeah, he, no, but, Norbert is good. Yeah, your man's going to have his hands full. Uh, Blaine Driscoll's also on the card as well. This is on Thursday. Uh, then, Ross, I'll go into Saturday's card. It's going to be headlined by James Gallagher against Cal Elner. This is the fourth time it's been booked. Ross, I'm actually buzzing to see this fight. I'm not even messing. The back and forth they've had, the amount of times it's rescheduled, it's all going down in Milan. Yeah, it is all going down in Milan. I'm back in James Gallagher. I think he's going to get the job done. Uh, I think this time, instead of being a rear naked choke, I think he's going to get a guillotine at this, in this fight. And I could see him getting it done in the second round. I don't think he's going to have it that easy. Like, Connor is obviously his background in boxing. Uh, I watched one of his documentaries there just to see what his real crack is. And he like, used, used to work with like, autistic kids and stuff. Like, he has, and, like, his mom's really sick and he's been looking after her, all this stuff. And he's come from a council estate. And like, his backstory is just like, oh my God, like, I mean, this guy deserves something good to happen. You know what I mean? Like, and then like, it, mm. this, could, this could be one of them moments for him where it's like, this was the moment where he got his big thing you know like, this is a big break it is his big break man isn't it like and it's just like i never knew what kyle was before this he's obviously coming off a huge win and um, in his debut against the former cage warriors champion and then like this this one this could this is one of them fights where if he wins on saturday the next morning his life has changed i think definitely yeah definitely yeah. a win over james gallagher definitely will do wonders for him but yeah. But unfortunately, we're Ireland. Unfortunately, yeah. we're biased. I mean, it's just that's just the way it is. I'm sure all the mm. Sunland MMA podcasts are just saying Kyle's going to win. Uh, Charlie Ward's also on the card, and also Kiefer is on the card this week as well. Uh, shout out to Sinead Cavanagh; she's on the card as well. Uh, Ross, you're a double, you're a Scottish doppelganger, Chris Bungard. Is on <laughs> <it as well. laughs> don't don't be saying that he lost to Charlie Leary, and like I'm Team Kiefer, so we can't I can't be him. I know, man. But when you're when you're when you're a doppelganger, you're a doppelganger. So that's a spade of spade. But uh, Ross, like, before we wrap up this week's show and uh, people get to watch the interview with Kiefer, um, what do you have to say about this week's show and then what do you have to say about the interview that's about to happen? Uh, first of all, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Uh, obviously, we always say we don't want to talk about cards that we don't really like. We're not keen on the UFC's card this week and we'd rather talk about... You know, McGregor and Dana White ruined each other in the DMs. Uh, UFC 253, obviously, Adesanya um, versus Costa. We didn't even touch on uh, Adesanya doing uh, humping Costa after, after There was just so him. much, Ross. There was just so it, much. There was week. a lot. It's like, but, so we, uh, were ble- we were overly blessed with content this week. Next week, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, next next week, we'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be hoping for a Kazmat uh, reappearance. <laughs> uh, but, uh, guys, I hope you enjoy the Kiefer fight. Um, I hope you're staying safe at home. I hope you're all looking after each other and yourselves. And make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, they energize. But also, what, what, do they, what do they have to look forward to in the Kiefer interview as well? Oh, uh, well, Kiefer is my favorite fighter. Uh, Barry made me say it. And it's not totally untrue. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, you get to find out uh, 
why he's fighting at a catchweight. Uh, you get the great insight onto why he uses social media, the pros and the cons of it, and insight into where his mental mindset is on fight week. So definitely make sure to watch it. It is a great interview, and Kiefer, I must say, is a great interview. He is. Also, we do bring up the breaking news that Conor McGregor is after him fighting Dustin Poirier over to Dublin, so we do ask Kiefer about that as well. So it's worth checking out. Ross, man, I love doing the shows with you, man. One of my favourite things of the week. Yeah, it is. I love doing it. I think it's a serious buzz, and I'm already excited for next week. I know, man. I know, man. So, uh, leave in the comments below who you want us to get on the show next. Yeah, because uh, getting the people on is what the people enjoy. So, uh, Ross, I'll see you again next week. See you and next week, always, bro. Yeah, enjoy, the Kiefer, enjoy the Kiefer interview. <laughs> Kiefer Crosby is now on the show. Roscoe, your favourite fighter. Ah, uh, yeah, big daddy. There he is. Dublin's finest. Doesn't yeah. get much better than that. How are you doing, Kiefer? I'm doing great, brother. Yeah, that better not being a joke. I bet they'd be our favourite fighter. <laughs> nah, after, after, uh, after our interview in Cork, like, you definitely are, man. How are you doing? How are you doing? You're over in Milan right now, getting ready for this weekend. Yeah, I'm in uh, quarantine at the minute, so I uh, got tested this morning. We flew yesterday, last night, and then I uh, got tested first thing this morning. So, um, what, happened? Know, what happened look. with that, by the way? What happened with the flights? Ah, uh, tell you what, man. Fucking what a day, yeah. So, we get on the flight, and like this is a stupid o'clock, yeah. I got to the airport at like tr- half three in the morning, four in the morning. Got on the flight, next of all, your man comes on the fucking mic. Hey, all down. Uh, something wrong with the plane. We don't know what's wrong with the plane, but uh, mechanic's going to come have a look. Uh, that's all I can tell you right now. So sit tight. That's basically what you said, yeah? Okay. So I'm sitting on the plane. Like, everyone starts freaking out. <laughs> the plane's fucking broke now, yeah? So two hours go by. We're still sitting there like fucking idiots, and then we had to get off the plane. So, like... We got off the plane and then they just cancelled the flight. So I just booked my own flights over and uh, we got in last night. But it was just a big rigmarole of a day. Do you know what I mean? It's stupid. But yeah. Well, fuck it. We're here now and we're, we're yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, don't be like sitting in that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're and, and was the car clean? Was the car clean when you get when the, when you went and checked on it? The car? Yeah. What car? Well, you're not getting the car clean at the airport, no. No, so uh, example, yeah, the car valets are minding, uh, minding my car while I'm away, yeah. So they're keeping, uh, keeping it in, in good hands. <laughs> ah, that's that's good, that's good. So man, again, you're fighting a key for weight uh, this weekend. This that's man, not my fault. it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> he refi- he he'll fight at whatever weight you want, but uh, he seems to get his own weight class in Bellator. The only man in Bellator with his own weight class. Yes, man. Uh, two right. Too right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Charlie Leary this weekend. What what do you make of him as an opponent? Yeah, a good opponent. Uh, originally, it was sorry I'm back, and he pulled out. So it was a lightweight fight. Um, and I'm I can make I can actually make lightweight today. To be honest, I actually really good. So my weight's low. I'm lean as fuck, and I'm eating. I'm I'm still eating a lot of food. So um, I actually could make lightweight today. So I still have a few days to go. A uh, yeah, certain back was the first opponent, and then he pulled out. Wouldn't be like me to get a pull out. And then they came with him. So I, I like I like Charlie's uh, record and stuff. He has a lot of fights. And the first thing that clicked in my head was that he has so many fights that I just know he won't pull out. Do you know what I mean? That was the first thing that came into my mind. And then uh, he has like three times the amount of professional fights that I do. Yeah. Um, so I like that as well. More experienced than me. He's tough. He's a striker. 
I think he's a good opponent. I think I respect him. I think he's tough, and I think uh, it's gonna it's it's in the makings for a great fight, to be honest. And I, uh, I'm just buzzing to get in there, especially after the fucking year right, that happened so far. I didn't think I was gonna get another fight, and just to even be sitting here, I'm just grateful. Do you know what I mean? That I get to go in there and fight and 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 earn some money and yeah, do me thing. Yeah, for people that aren't aware, Wikiver is fighting this Saturday. It's on Virgin Sport as well on Channel 5, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Don't miss it. But uh, yeah, Kiefer, when we had you on the show down in Cork last time, you were saying, like, sorry, I'm back. It was someone you definitely wanted to take on to, like, move your name up to another level. And, like, that's actually really disappointing to hear that, like, you, that he had to pull out. But, yeah. like, um, now, now you're funny. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're fighting, them, you're fighting this weekend. Like, what, is, what has happened to your mindset, to your training over the last few months? because of coronavirus because before last time we all sat down with each other coronavirus wasn't even a thing and now it's like a real deal like what what have you changed your mindset and uh, where you want to go with your goal now and uh, what sort of performance should we expect for you on Saturday um my mindset hasn't changed at all to be honest obviously it was a big kick in the teeth for everyone I mean not not me like everyone around the world was suffering with this it's been a mad time but I think you just have to I don't know, put things into perspective. Like, I, I didn't get sick. I didn't, none of my family members died. You know what I mean? None of my family members were in the hospital. I didn't have to go through what a lot of people went through. You know what I mean? Um, it is, you know, I know it's it's a bad um, virus and stuff, but I do think it's getting dragged out now. I think there's better ways of handling it and stuff. But um, for me, I'm just focusing on myself. I'm in my own little bubble in my mind, you know, and any, any great um, martial artist or any great, um, you know, focused individual, doesn't really focus on, on anything else other than the task at hand and me I, I more or less live in quarantine anyways my life is quarantine I just go to the gym go home go to the gym go home and, and have a fight coming up and I put the blinkers on and nothing really affects me so whatever's going on in the outside of the world normally I don't even pay attention to and, and that's that's been the route to my success obviously when the gym's closed and the world stopped it was it was crazy yeah but um, again, just have to soldier on and adapt. You know, we're very we're adaptable like humans, so we just have to fucking roll with it. And uh, you know, hopefully we're over the worst of it and we can actually get back to some sort of normality and fucking just get on with shit. You know what I mean? But right now I'm in Milan and I'm four days away from a fight, so I mean I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? Again, as I said, it was affected a few months ago, but Bellator and Fairness did them. They fucking they pulled, you know, pulled this out of the bag big time. Big shout out to them. In fairness, I felt very safe even coming here. We got picked up by a COVID team, brought to the hotel, made to a test, isolating. Everyone's following protocol. So, you know, it's brilliant. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's, they've really, uh, they, they pulled it out of the bag and I'm just delighted to be, to be walking with them, to walk in front of them. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just, uh, I'm just so grateful to, to be here and actually do what I do. Because a lot of people have lost their jobs and their businesses around the world. Yeah. Recently. It's yeah, full, it's been a mad time, and it's sad to see that. But I'm in a unique position that, like, I haven't lost my job. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm here working, and uh, I'm just very, very grateful for that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. did you also uh, did you also take a month off social media as well? A few months. I took a few months off. Yeah, fucking just. It's uh, it's it's like uh, the yin yang effect. Yeah, it has its good and it has its bad. I thought to myself, well, I haven't been off social media journey and since i went on social media ever so i thought like i wonder how i would change if i just went off social media do you know what i mean as a person and um to be honest it's michael people always talk about you know oh, social media is making us all depressed and it's making us all this and that and so i think the opposite nearly i think people go off and that they they nearly like 
they don't think they have no friends and they think, oh, I'm missing out on everything. I don't know what's going on with anyone anymore. No one's talking to me because everyone relies on it to talk to each other now. Yeah. Everyone fucking sending each other shit and talking and liking me pictures and this and that. And for me, like, I just had a son, obviously, in February. I just spent time with him, spent time with my daughter. And that's, I just got into my own little bubble, trained. I started doing other shit literally just for myself, do you know what I mean? And like with my family and stuff. So um, then I went back on it and I was like, oh, nothing's changed. This is the yeah. same shit, you know what I mean? So now I, I use it more so like a, like a business tool now, more so than just like my every waking moment of my life. I'm on social media. I'm not, I don't scroll or go through shit all the time. And I'm locked on my phone looking at what are people are doing, to be honest. I just do my own thing. Do you know what I mean? I put my own shit up. If you like it, thanks. If you don't, I couldn't give two fucks, to be honest. <laughs> I really don't. That's me mind now with social media. I don't care what any, I think. I don't care what people think. I'm just doing me. And I appreciate everyone's support that supports me. And anyone that thinks I'm a dickhead or thinks uh, he thinks he's this or that, well, they have to really focus on their own shit. You know what I mean? So that's what I think about social media. I don't, I don't give it the respect nearly that everyone else gives it, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just do my thing on it and I promote myself, promote my fights. I mean, I have some good sponsors. Yeah. And I get money from it. So it's like, I just use it as a business deal. You know what yeah. I mean? But real life is more important than... Uh, that, that, that sums you down to a T, you know, that keeper. <laughs> Yeah, do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon the tools, yeah. No just shit's make, given. Just make sure you like me last picture and comment on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop. Yeah. But you're also you're also in the fortunate position that like you already have a fan base that like you can take the two months off and then come back and you're just right where you started. Whereas like certain people like just need to be constantly keeping in uh, people's brains, you know. So it is a bit of a luxury like for certain people and then uh, but like you've already put in the graph to get into that stage, so therefore like you're just uh, getting the rewards of uh, the hard work and effort, you know? Yeah, well, it's mad because, like, when I went back on social media, the amount of people that got onto me and were texting me, it was, like, mental, yeah? It was, I never, like, I didn't ex- I didn't expect that. I thought, the fucking messages I was getting off people, man, I missed you so much and all. I was like, this is mad. Like, pe- like amount of people, yeah, were texting me. Like, And then every, everyone was like, is everything all right with you, bro? No, everything... What's going on? Is like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm, was it going fine? I just literally deleted the app for like a few months. You know what I mean? I'm fine. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's nearly like you can't go off social media now because people are gonna like associate that with something's wrong. It's like no, nothing's. Wrong. It's like if you go on a night out and you're not fucking drinking, it's like you are right. Are you sick? You on medication? You on antibiotics? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, you, when you go on social media now, everyone's thinking there's something wrong now. Yeah. He's fucking, you know what I mean, going through some shit. It's not even that. I think it's important for people to do that and put your time and energy into other sh- shit, not just your phone, because I'm telling you, man. Do you know what's actually a good joke on my phone? Yeah, I came up, um, like it comes up like oh, two hours spent on screen time or for it, whatever. When you see them numbers and you think about like, and you calculate that up in a year's margin, the amount of fucking time you spend on your phone is actually scary. And if you put them hours into something else, I think people will be more successful. Do you know what I mean? I put a lot of time and effort into martial arts and my athleticism and me, you know, like diet and like I do a lot of other stuff. Do you know what I mean? But people don't. They just literally fucking go to their job and on their phone. And even in their job, they're on their phone. It's fucked up. And that. And then even you go to a night out, you go to a restaurant, you look around, everyone's on their phone. They're not even enjoying that meal. It's like fucking hell. Like, when did this happen? Do you know what I mean? And I, I just kind of clicked in my head and I tried to put it down as much as I can. Do you know what I mean? If that makes yeah. sense. What's yeah, I, I always think it's important that I put my phone down during like social uh, situations. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Like when you're having your lunch across the table from someone at work or a mate, like it's important not to be head first on the phone. 
Definitely Nothing worse than if you're out with someone that's on their phone. I feel like clattering the mouth off them and they're just there. Like, you go for a fucking boy to eat with your mate and he's like an hour's gone by and they're just looking at their phone. You're like, what the f- what's the point in even being here? I may as well just FaceTime you. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's actually quite rude, really, when you think about it. Yeah, wankers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, uh, Kiefer, tell us, tell us about the food situation over there now. You're in quarantine. Is it room service or what's going on? Ah, the food service, yeah. So we got an email last week saying this is the menu that you can get to select from, right? And they fucking burgers, pizza, pasta, chocolate. This sounds like the old you. This sounds like <laughs> the old you. This is fat daddy Keith, yeah. This is, this is hard big daddy Keith. This one I was a fat bastard. So <laughs> the shit they had in the menu was actually like, you, you know. Yeah, you're going to your honey box. I you know, after the fight, to be honest, that much. You know what I mean? It was a bit heavy, but. So uh, I'm again. I'm fortunate enough to be in a financial position that I can actually bring my nutritionist with me. Uh, shout out to Tristan Kennedy. He's like the past maybe four fights, five fights. I've been working with Tristan since I started Bellator, anyways. Yeah, so five fights, and uh, he's monitored all my weight cuts. He's been giving me all my dietary um, um, information. He's been working with Natural Kitchen Ireland, who they deliver me food every day. And I can fly him out here, put him in a like in an Airbnb close by. He can cook, deliver my meals every day, every time I need them. So I don't have to worry about any of that shit anymore. And the way, like he has me eating more than I've ever ate and losing weight faster than I've ever lost. So it's weird. But I just trust him. He's a genius when it comes to nutrition and um, the science behind nutrition. And, and not just like losing weight like i used to just eat chicken and broccoli for about 12 weeks you know what i mean and yeah. not eat not eat for about three days before the fight and kill myself in the sauna to make 77 kilos yeah. so big it's, shout. it's even the way even the way he like makes the food it, it, it looks like artwork it's not just like it's not just like thrown together it's like it's, it's healthy and like looks lovely i saw in your story there i was like jesus yeah so i saw you had a few chops there and i don't even like chops and i was like those chops actually look really nice i used to think like red meat and lamb and all these things were like but i had steak yesterday i used to stop eating steak uh, about six weeks before the fight because i thought oh, red meat's too heavy in calories and bad for you and fucking i don't know yeah, because you just think these things, you just, you don't, you know, I'm not educated enough to know uh, what he knows, you know what I mean? He's like a fucking genius when it comes to nutrition and uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great asset to, to my training and he's a, he's a great man, yeah, so he's helped me out a lot, big shout out to him. Ever since, yeah. you've got, ever since just a random question, ever since you got, uh, you partnered up with Tristan, so that's been, uh, how, how much time has that been about? Two years? Well, 2018, the end of some, the end of 2018, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, so nearly two years. Like, how how much have you improved since the, since you shook his hand and met him on the first day to like where you are now, sitting in Italy? Like, how much have you improved overall? Ah, big time. You know, I'm not like I've improved obviously, and and I've made way healthy. You know what I mean? Which I used to literally, when I say like nearly kill myself to make the weight, you'd be dragging me out of sauna. Like the boys used to like lift me up over back. My eyes would be closed. I'd be nearly fainting, making welterweight because I was doing it wrong. I woke up this morning at welterweight after having six meals yesterday, and I I thought I didn't think I was gonna wake up that late. I was like, "Fucking hell, I'm actually like way lighter than I thought I was gonna be." And I had me had a meal like at 11 p.m. last night, and loads of water, and I'm eating like fucking loads of food. And I woke up and I was like, "Jay, I remember the days I'd literally be in the, the sauna for hours, killing myself to make weight, and uh, just having him around is just." And schooling me on things like I mean, even me now, I'm obviously um, learning every day as well, yeah. So like about 
what supplements to take, how what sleeping patterns I should do, how to take a rest day correctly and all, what I should be eating on my rest day and why. You know, stuff like that. What Like if I'm having a hard sparring day the night before, this is what you eat and the amount of carbs that you need and why carbs and proteins are needed. So all this shit like that, I never would have known. You just take it for granted. You know what I mean? And uh, I think it's, for me as well, I, I always try to put as, everything back into my career, yeah? So I don't just try focus on just, oh, well, that's it now. I always try to get better and better. And he's been a big asset. Um, I've, I just, I feel like a better athlete, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's an important part of being a fighter as well, as being a better I athlete. think from a physical standpoint as well, Keeper, you actually look like more of an athlete than I've seen you. You're definitely leaner than I've seen you <laughs> ever. Would you say that you're the leanest you've ever been? Ah, uh, million percent. I got measured the other day, and I was a uh, five point eight percent body fat. Do you know what I mean? So that's and that's on. I got it like a, one of those um, Dex, not, not a proper Dexa scan, but it's the second best one to the Dexa scan. It's like a, a body track scan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Stand, measures your water retention, your BMI, your body fat, all that. And I was like five point eight, and that was full of food, full of water. So I'd, I'd say on the scales, I'd be even lower on uh, Friday. So. It's mad, it's mad how, Ross, it's mad, it's mad how much like the science that like, like obviously that like the keeper's doing now is just uh, it's a different level to what other people are doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different level, but it, it's not only just a, a different level in terms of you know the science point, of, but also in the look. Like, I we follow so many fighters and you see their food and you're just like. Oh my god, that looks so rough. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Kiefer looks, Kiefer looks like he's eating the gourmet meals every week. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. yeah people that be eating poxy food, man. Yeah. That used to be made out of chicken, like a plain breasted chicken. Like what we used to do, yeah, was chicken and nut butter, it was called, for six days. So you start on the Saturday, and the weigh-ins are on the Friday, right? So Saturday, three times a day, maybe four times if you're lucky, you'd have a plain breasted chicken on the grill, and a teaspoon of almond butter. And we would have that three times a day for six days. That was all we used to eat. And then we would water load. So literally, that was only fucking, Jays. That wasn't even longer. That was there. They said a Josh plant for you, yeah? The one with the blood knot. Mm. For that, oh. for that, that was way, like. chicken and nut butter. And that was to make welder way. So I used to wake up, have a breast of chicken, a teaspoon of almond butter, and then that would be at 9 a.m. And then at like 4 p.m., I'd have a Press the chicken, almond butter, and then at like nine PM, same again. Go to bed six days. Imagine doing that for six days. That was your, that was literally your last fight before you went to, went to that bed. Was miserable, and miserable. This, that that just goes to show you how fucking like I hadn't got a notion what I was doing. So now, now thank God. Like I tell Tristan these things, and he looks at me like I'm fucking mental. But uh, <laughs> thank thankfully now I'm in a position that like I have him around, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good lad, man. He's deadly. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a good asset to the team. So. And you're, and you're like 100% adamant you do want to be competing in the lightweight division. Or I wanted lightweight for this one. I really did. Like, and then obviously, whatever, he, uh, Charlie asked for the catchweight. I said, because he, he came in, he's like, oh, I can make lightweight. And then I was like, great, fuck it. We'll get a different opponent. And then Bellator were like, nah, it's, this is the opponent. We'll give you a catchweight. So I was like, great, fuck it. But I even felt like making lightweight maybe on Friday just for a buzz. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, Karen, because I'm not making way for me. Like I'm, I'm not making way for them. I'm making way for me. I don't. Like, I can. I know I can make lightweight. As I said, to you, I can make it today. I could literally start cutting weight right now. Get the water out of me, and I'm I'm on that lean that the water will just flow in me. I can make lightweight. So, um, but yeah, whatever. I am. This is a lightweight fight in my head. Do you know what I mean? Charlie is a lightweight. I'm a lightweight. We just could make it this time. So fuck it. You know what I mean? It is what. Who cares? Anyways, that's that's the other thing I thought about as well. Who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? It's a fight. 
No one cares. I got that was one sixty though. What do you fought as well at one fifty five? It's like the fuck up. It's a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a fight. Who cares? People just want to see people fight. And that's it. No that's one cares. Yeah. My advice to you, uh, Cave, would be take the fight. What well, you took the fight at one sixty. Make one sixty. You're you know in the middle of the pandemic. It's during COVID times. Just take the take it easy. Make your one sixty. Show up and knock the head off him on the night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, coach. No worries, no worries. Come on, coach. Come on, coach. But, uh, but like, Kiefer, obviously, you're, like, you're the most, one of the most known fighters in Ireland for like putting out spectacular performances and like very exciting fights. I mean, any time in the tree arena, the place is being rocking. All the dubs are there. Uh, like, obviously, like you weren't overly uh, happy with your performance in the last fight. Like, I mean, you you had, like, uh, like the, the, that week could have been a movie for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, birth your child, just all over the place. You didn't even know if you were going to fight. Like, what are we expecting now from Kiefer Crosby this weekend? Because, like, um, the fans want to know. Yeah, well, do you know, like, it is, like, a fight is a fight, do you know what I mean? Uh, at this one, uh, see, when you say like, all these things, it seems like uh, the usual shit, you know what I mean? This is the best I've ever been. This is the, you know, all the shit, like, whatever. <laughs> Generic answers everyone always says. And this is, like, for me, it's, it's not only the best I've ever been physically, because obviously I'm, I'm in serious shape, but mentally now, I think even coming out of the, the quarantine thing and the whole COVID shit, it did put things into perspective for me. I don't know about everyone else, but, I mean, there was one stage there in April, I think everyone thought the world's over, it's done, we're all yeah. dead, we're all just going to die now, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I didn't believe it at the start, but, like, part of me was like, holy fucking hell, this is, I can't even go too... What was it? Two meters? Or what was it? Two meters from the gaff? No, two meters. That's wrong. Is it twenty? Uh, I think it was two k. Two k. Yeah. Two yeah. k from the gaff, and I was like, that's that's mental, yeah. And then you walk around, you see guard everywhere, and they're stopping people. And the I got stopped today. Ah, the enforcer, and you're like, fuck, this is like a real thing now. This is like the law. I'm getting given out if I drive to the shop. That's three k that way. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, fuck me, this is. It kicked in for me, and when I thought like. We're never gonna see the end of this. I, I thought this is this is it now. Do you know what I mean? This is getting really bad. For now, like I'm sitting here, I'm just full of gratitude, and I'm telling you, gratitude is a powerful, powerful feeling and a powerful, uh, a powerful thing to have going into a fight. I think I'm just grateful. I'm healthy. You know, as I said, I'm getting the fight, and I'm I'm really happy going into this fight. And a happy fighter is a very dangerous fighter, and uh, I'm just gonna go out there and uh, just school him. Do you know what I mean? I'm just gonna go out there and do what I do best, and, and fight hard. And as I said, I'm coming off two decision wins. <laughs> it's mad because I'm, I'm I'm coming off two wins, and I'm not happy with them. And yeah. People are again thinking I'm mad, but that's just the way I am. I'm not I'm not going in here for no decision. You know, I know he brings the fight, and uh, I had a tricky fight the last time, and a, a mad hard week, but. I beat that guy on a really bad week. So imagine what I'm going to do to this guy on a really good week. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, that's the way I'm feeling going into this one. And uh, I'm just going to go in there and fight hard from the bell and try put his lights out. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's what I do best. And I'm just going into that mode. I'm just going to, I'm just going to give her everything. Do you know what I mean? Like I always do. And this will be my 10th professional fight and my 10th professional win. I know people keep saying I'm 8-1. I'm 9-0. You look at the, the disqualification. It's my most dominant fight. You know, I didn't get touched and a man was unconscious after I, I laid hands on him. And that's, it's a fight. You know what I mean? Let's, let's not call it anything else. It's a fucking fight at the end of the day. He was panned out and I strolled off. So yeah, you're like world star, world star. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I'm nine and zero. This would be my tenth uh, victory in a row. So ten and zero. Yeah. 
Kiefer Crosby, the Irish John Jones. <laughs> yeah, getting that getting that loss on your record and it, like not actually like getting knocked out or getting choked out, like you know, it gets that that burden off your back that people are just constantly going on and on and on about it. You know what I mean? So like it's just like right, that's done. I can like just carry on my way because like look at Paolo Costa who lost over the weekend. Like that that could really really affect him. It looked like it really affected him before he even lost. Uh, but when you lose at that level, it, like I mean. You're talking about you're losing against the best fighters in the world. You know what I mean? It, it's like there's no shame in that at all. So when people say, oh, that's going to affect it's Paolo Costa, they say for him. Yeah, it can't affect him. He lost against a bloke who's 19 and 0, who's literally like the best middleweight in the world that we've seen since Anderson Silva in his prime. So there is no shame in that. You yeah. walk up, you dust yourself off, and his next fight will be like a top five again. He'll probably win. And then you try again. It's like there's no shame in that. Someone had to lose. Yeah. And yeah, it was his time to lose that time. There's no shame in it. Israel is a fucking beast. And not only that, he's young and he's coming into his prime. So when you think about when you're losing to him, there's, you have to just go fairness to him. You, you're, you got beat by the best in the world, not some little ham head that hadn't got a clue. And he just, you know what I mean? Like, if you lose against an 0-4 fucking bloke that, like, has a belly on him, has been doing MMA six months, and you're like, all right, man, I'm right here. Maybe here. Maybe you're 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 here. Maybe you as I said, the media always say, oh, Kiefer is 8-1. They can say that all the fuck a month, but you show me proof that I lost that fight. That's not a loss. Maybe call it a, you can call it a DQ or you can call it a no contest, but I did not lose anything. You know what I mean? That, that, man, that man was unconscious and get, didn't get off the floor, and I, I walked off. Not a glove laid on me, so in a real no, case, I won. Oh, I actually think they need to change that rule, that if you throw we'll call it an illegal strike or whatever, and you knock the person out, it should be a no contest. It shouldn't be disqualification. A disqualification would be if you're like, you kick someone in the bollocks 10 times or you're there like poking the eye or gouging their eyes out. Like that should be a disqualification. You lost, you cheated. And like an illegal strike that wasn't thrown intentionally should make a no contest. And I think that's fair. A million percent. Yeah, bring back pride rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, boot him on the ground. <laughs> 100%. I mean, if I'm allowed roundhouse kick you standing up, why am I allowed to kick you when you're lying down? It's the same thing. Like, I mean, it's hard to... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I'm, I'm allowed full mount and elbow their head off you 20 times in a row, but I can't knee it while your knee is on the floor. Like, what is this? You know what I mean? This is just stupidity. Do you know what I mean? So, I think, yeah. And, yeah, but I do agree with you. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a big difference between making a mistake and doing something illegal. Biting yeah. someone... MMA fight and you're like oh hold on a minute you know what I mean you, ten, you bit that man's ear off I'm not gonna get you know you don't get five minutes to rest after that okay DQ oh I need Better you to- yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Kiefer, like obviously Bellator like, like go all over the world they, they do in Japan but obviously they, they're cleaning up in Europe and like they're in America as well you've previously fought in America like obviously James is on the card as well they really want to give him a push in America as well like, where did, have they told you anything that, like, where you could be possibly fighting next? Like, do you think you'll be fighting again in Milan? Um, or, or, like, how quick of a turnover do you think you'll have? Like, what, what sort of is, what would the end of the, end of the year pan out like for yourself? Uh, well, a little birdie told me that you have a show in December in America, and uh, I'd like to fight Miles Jury. 
on that show. So that's my game plan. Yeah, that's my plan. I'd like a big, like, when I say big name, if you look at the numbers and you look at the name, I'm a bigger name. So, but he has credentials that I'm interested in. He was in the UFC. He's a load of fights. He's beaten some big names. He's coming off some decent wins. So I want to fight these guys. There's no point in me keep harping on about, I want to be the best in the world when I'm not fighting these people that were so-called in the best, fighting the best in the world and beating people like big names. So I want to I want to fight people like him. So Miles Jury in December would be my uh, my goal, yeah. Didn't he beat Benson Henderson in the three arena? No, he lost. He lost one. Ben Henderson's another another name that I'd like to fight and, and test myself against. I'm a former UFC champion. No, no, Keith, don't fight him. I like him. You just said I was your favorite fighter, you little bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. I, I don't want. I don't want to see my other favorite fighters like get knocked out. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, with your contract, are you, are you allowed? Like, because I was just listening to the bash with PC Carroll and uh, Noam McGrath. They had uh, Artman, and Artman keeps signing like one fight contracts because like he wants to be able to like do bare knuckle or like uh, fight a boxing match. Like, are you, with your contract with Bellator, are you are you solely just MMA, or could you even do kickboxing with them, or could you do a boxing match? Because obviously, Connor put out today that he's after inviting Dustin Poirier to fight on the twelfth of December in yeah. the Tree Arena. Is that something that you'd be allowed to fight on, or you could arrange to be on? I'd love to, yeah. I don't know. To be honest, I'd love to though. I'd love to. I'd love to have a few bare knuckle scraps, yeah. And I wouldn't mind uh, fighting pro boxing. But again, again, like, like time, time. You know what I mean? My time right now is mixed martial arts world champion. And uh, do you know what I'm saying? Like Connor has achieved everything in MMA. He's like literally, he's the champ, 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 champ. You know what I mean? I've lost yeah. count of the amount of world titles that man has won. Whiskey, whiskey as well. He's the, yeah, exactly. He's the whiskey champion. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I haven't achieved what I've wanted to achieve in mixed martial arts yet. So, there will be times where I will hopefully cross over and box professionally, maybe even have a few brain knuckle scraps if the cash is right and do all of these things. Yeah, but right now, mixed martial arts world champion, I'm still only. I'm still only very young in this game and I'm still only scratching the surface. As I said, this is only my 10th professional fight. Do you know what I'm saying? So we'll think about that further down the line, definitely. But right yeah. now, it's, it's all about MMA to me. So it's because there's just a lot. There's a lot of like uh, people talking shit online. The way there's like, uh, like the, even Mike Tyson's back, and then there's like yes. YouTubers like are, they're calling out Dylan Danis and everything. And like you're just not involved in any of this. You're just solely like being like, I want my next fight and keep building, building, building. Which is uh, it's pretty good to see, to be honest. You know, I think it's yeah. Look, I I understand how important fame is for business i understand how important um following is and you know all that i understand it yeah i get it i 100 get it but lock me in a room or lock me in a cage with these fucking idiots yeah that, that keep have bigger following don't get me wrong they have big huge followings and they're this and they're that and they're youtuber stars and all this bollocks lock me in a cage and don't put no time limit on it and just say right fight and whoever wins wins and i guarantee you not one of them would ever win ever because they're not on the mats every day. They're not doing the extra bits in the gym. They're not sacrificing their life to, to do what I'm doing. They're not on the mats asking the hardest person in the gym to do 10 rounds with. Oh, let's do jiu-jitsu with this black belt every day. Let's do boxing sparring with this high-level boxer. Let's, they're not doing that. What they're doing is they're creating noise, and that's good, and it's important, and I get that, and respect, fair play to you. But if you want to be remembered as, the, oh, remember that guy that had two million followers and he was sponsored by this and he, I remember he had like two fights and he fucked off and he, if, if that's your buzz for respect I get it do you know what I mean I get the whole thing we need that 
But then there's other people like me that are real fighters and I've been doing this since they're 10. And I've been doing this, 12, I've dedicated nearly 20 fucking years of my life to, to martial arts at this stage. Not dedicated, I've got more dedicated as the years went on, obviously when I got a bit older, but I've been doing this shit a long time, so I have to stay true to that as well. I'm a martial artist, I'm a fighter. Yeah, I'm building myself up on social media and shit, but my sole purpose is to be an MMA world champion. These Logan Paul cunts aren't going to be no like world champion. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, yeah, fight Mayweather and do all that, make some money, and people will tune in, and I'll probably look at it as well and be like, fuck it. I get it, I like it, I'm interested in it, I get it. Respect, fair play to you. But when it comes down to the fight and it comes down to what you'll be remembered by, then, you know, the real the real ones always prevail. The real ones always show. And uh, that's that's the, the buzz I'm on. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's the buzz I'm on. I mean, like, Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? Like, that man's going to yeah. go down in history as one of the greatest, scariest, best fighters of all time with the, probably the best knockout uh, highlight in boxing history. Um, you know what I'm saying? He won't be remembered as soon little fucking oh I remember them YouTube videos where you fucking doing that for the follow and the, nah he doesn't give yeah. a fuck about it he's an animal and he's in his 50s and he still wants to show people I'm still an animal you know what I mean it's yeah. like well that's motivational to me so who'd you, who'd, who'd you fancy for that fight that was someone like I know you just brought him up but I was, I was gonna bring him up like who'd you fancy <laughs> for that fight uh, Tyson's return against uh, Roy Jones I'll never count uh, Tyson. He's my childhood hero. See the line in my head I always have in my fights? That's to pay homage to Mike Tyson, yeah? If it wasn't for Mike Tyson, I don't even think I'd be uh, fighting. But you know what I mean? Professionally, I, I grew up on Tyson. You know what I mean? He was my childhood hero. Have you ever um, met him? So I've never met Tyson. I'd no. love to fucking meet him. Yeah, because yeah, he was in Dublin. I remember, I remember there was pictures of Connor went to go meet him. I, was, I think I was away when that was on in the fucking... Yeah, I was away. I was sick, yeah. But it was like a cute yoke. Uh, yeah, I had a holiday book, but um, yeah, no, I'd love to meet him. Yeah, I will meet him someday, definitely, and talk to him. Probably even go on his podcast, yeah. Someday. Oh, that's a great podcast. Yeah. That is a great podcast. Smoke a big fat blunt for him and just sit there. <laughs> that would be one yeah. That's, that's the goal. The Tyson Ranch. I'm telling yeah. you, man. I want to go to that Tyson Ranch. That's my goal, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'll tell yeah, you what... Nothing... Uh, knock off those Pitbull brothers, collect that 155-pound belt, and uh, who knows? The, the, the world is your oyster then, my friend. The world yeah. is your oyster. Yes, bro. That's the plan, 100%. 100%. Well, Kiefer, just before we wrap things up, like, you know, obviously, ever since we had you on the show, like, we've been following how you're getting on. Like, you're a top, top man, you know? Um, also, quick question. Is that mural still up with yourself in the, around Smithfield? Uh, they fucking tore the building down. Like, mate, <laughs> look, I'm not that ugly. You know what I mean? Like, uh, fuck me. I went by, one day I was walking by, next of all, there was a construction site there and tore the whole building down. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not that bleeding bad. You're going to have to get out there. What is it? Is it subset? Subset. Subset done that as, uh, I think, the night before my professional, uh, my um, Bellator debut, yeah? And was yeah. The, day, oh. the day of the weigh-ins, they just put that up and sent me a snap and I was like, wow, I was blown away. I was like, fuck, that was, that was unbelievable. But yeah, shout out to them as well. They're unbelievable. I'm a yeah. big fan of their artwork. And uh, that, was, that was very humbling. Yeah, that was very, very, very humbling to have that in Smithfield. But uh, yeah, maybe let's, let's get a big... Remember that big Storms you want? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. I should get a big mural there and I mean, a big Yojo. You know what yeah. I mean? A big fucking... Big monstrous thing, so maybe, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to tag them in this video, so hopefully they, they do do that. But uh, like, uh, obviously, you mentioned that the, you may be going to America at the end of the year. Like that, that could have, that could probably finish off your your twenty uh, twenty in like just unbelievably well. Like having having the second child, then come back and then crack in America, and then next year it's just uh, 
This mm. happens to Keeper Crosby and Bellator in America. That's my plan, 100%. I want another fight before uh, the year is out. 100%. There's no, I don't want to be waiting until next year. So, yeah, tw- uh, December, I'll be good to go. 100%. You'll have to come back on the show and tell us about it in the build-up as well, right? Let's do it. Good and Kiefer, how, how do we get the business done Saturday night? Uh, knockout first round is what I'm thinking, man. Yeah, I'm itching for a knockout. Um, um, do you know the way people get trigger, trigger, uh, trigger happy? I'm, I'm yeah. punch happy. I'm just looking to go through this, man, the first round. So uh, definitely tune in. Yeah, it's going to be a serious scrap. Must see TV, as we say here. Must see TV. <laughs> Everything involved with me is must see TV, mate. Come on, you know this. <laughs> yeah, you know the source. Well, guys. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow Kiefer and check him out this weekend on Bellator because uh, first round KO, that's what we're looking for, Ross. We're putting all our, putting all our money together and we're putting on that. <laughs> Put that gap. <laughs> Put up the gap. But, uh, <laughs> thanks a million, guys. Uh, make sure to like, share, subscribe and as always, stay energized. Stay energized. <laughs>